Dwayne Ford, CFL and TSN analyst. Dwayne, how's it going? Not bad. How you doing, Andy? I'm doing well, man. And listen, this let's let's go back a little bit here because this whole Jerron Carter scenario is baffling to me. You have him in Saskatchewan. <laughs> we know he's a diva. We know the attitude problem. Blah blah blah. But. From the outside, Dwayne, like it looked like he was doing everything asked of him by Chris Jones with the mm-hmm. Rough Riders. Hey, I'm your most dynamic weapon. Go play defensive back. Okay. He goes and does it and flips back and forth. Then he's caught. Uh, what did you make just out of that first news where it's like, okay, he's gone and there was no real explanation given for it? Yeah, I, I think most people's initial reaction without without waiting to hear anything about it was, what did Duran do? Right, right. <laughs> you know, and it was it was almost like this this assumption, but um, you know, it's I don't know if maybe something will come out later if it was more of a you know kind of a, an internal thing I suppose that uh, some suggestions that you know that. Duran had been a bit of a distraction there when he was on offense. Maybe wasn't that focused. That there was some frustration on the the part of the offensive coaches in um, in trying to work with him and and keep him focused and keep him on board. And you know, I guess over time we'll we'll find out whether that was the the case or not. Um, you, you know, a little bit of my my gut feeling on it, and and that's all it is. It's not based on any information or any suggestion from anybody else. Is for me when I look at at kind of the the history of Deron Carter and and when he has sort of done well and towed the line and you know and sort of fit in well in in a team sense. It's been when he's had he's had some pretty good strong veteran guys around him because I probably because of how he was raised and whom he was raised by, his father, Chris Carter, of course, a longtime professional football player, um, he seems to have a lot of respect mm-hmm. for for veteran guys, you know, and, and particularly the veteran guys in his position group and on the offensive side of the ball. And so, for example, you look at when things fell apart for him in, in Montreal a couple of years ago, well, everything was fine when, when Kevin Glenn was there, veteran quarterback and a guy with whom Duran seemed to very quickly become close and kind of, you know, had a bond with and, and the whole bit. And, the, you know, the two of those guys quite liked each other and, and had this great relationship. Kevin Glenn gets traded and things kind of go sideways yeah. for Duran Carter. You know, he's in Saskatchewan last year. Once again, Kevin Glenn is there. Bakari Grant is there. Chad Owens is there. You know, like he's got guys around him that are pretty easy guys for him to, to sort of look up to. And, you know, and guys that I think in a sense are going to sort of take Duran under their wing and and force him to toe the line to some extent. Well, all of a sudden this year, you look at, at training camp and, you know, Kevin Glenn is gone as a free agent. The end of camp comes and Bakari Grant is released. Chad Owens is released. Rob Bag is released. Like, you know, three veteran receivers from from that group gone. And, you know, and maybe Duran's not quite as focused without kind of having those guys that are, are maybe keeping him focused. And so, I, you know, I look at the Toronto situation where, you know, I think Mark Tressman is the kind of coach that, in a different way than Chris Jones, I think will have a decent relationship with Duran. Mark Tressman has a knack for sort of getting to know his his players, his people, and taking the time to you know to sort of understand them. And I think that's something Duran needs. But in terms of veteran guys, I mean, the one that stands out is S.J. Green, a yeah. veteran guy that the two of them were together in Montreal, and and someone that. Again, Deron Carter looks up to and and respects, and so 
you know, I think that there's there's a certain expectation there that uh, S.J. Green will take on that responsibility and welcome that responsibility. But, you know, in the, the big picture, I think it's in that way, it becomes a fit for Deron Carter. In conversation with Dwayne Ford, CFL on TSN analyst on Twitter at Dwayne Ford TSN. So, Dwayne, it looks like for Deron Carter, the support base is there. You said SJ Green, you have Pop bringing him in, right? There was the guy who brought him into Montreal, so you have that support system. So, Argos fans, you hear this news. All right, hey, we got this exciting receiver. Then Montreal beats you like, phew, well, helps on the way. Uh, not so fast. If <laughs> Dwayne, if I'm an Argo fan, I want to look at my shiny new toy. I want to see it out on the field. Mark Tressman says, you're going to have to wait till the end of September. Why? Why? Yeah, I, I think getting him up to speed with the system, it's always a challenge. Um for for players to play without in a system without benefit of of going through training camp it right. really is there are there are obviously in the Canadian Football League nine team league kind of word travels fast in terms of you know sort of schemes that work and don't work and and those kinds of things so there's no question that there's a degree of similarity from one team to the next in terms of of offensive system but in terms of some of the intricacies and really understanding the the whys and hows um it's hard to sort of grasp those things when you're when you're cramming you know you sign and you're sort of going to play in in three days it's hard to be ready it's hard Mm -hmm. to really to really understand the system and mark tressman is a detail guy and needs his players to understand the details as i said to understand the sort of the hows and whys of the way they do things offensively and so if you're going to invest in deron carter you're going to i think you're going to put him in the best possible position to succeed which means not necessarily throwing him on the field right away without all the tools that he needs well, and the other part of it, too, there, Dwayne, is when you hear Mark Tressman speak, it seemed that was part of it, but also he wants to see Carter for an extended period of time, how he interacts, is he mature? Because every other team passed on this guy. You don't think the Montreal Alouettes could use a weapon like Carter? They said no thanks. So it seems like, too, it's, all right, get ready for the play, but also, how are you in the locker room? How do you fit in? And that's going to be a big part of it, but... Man, for the Argos, uh, losing to Montreal, they don't got a whole lot of time for that playoff push. No, that's that's there certainly is a, a sense of urgency, um, you know, in terms of how close things are in the East. But at, at the same time, I think you you look around a little bit and not to pick on the the East Division, but the you know, I mean, the the reality is that a 500 record, or you know, even within a game or two of 500 historically and recent history in that division puts you in a pretty good position and the Argos demonstrated last year you know it's it's not so much how you start it's how you finish and so you know I, I think they've probably got a pretty firm eye on you know the final third and uh, and sort of trying to make sure they're the best team in the east over that stretch and and hoping slash anticipating that, that that will be enough to, to put them in a good place for the playoffs. And when you look at the rest of that East Division here, Dwayne, and the Argos, they finished with Montreal, who upset them, but now you move on to Hamilton for a back-to-back. And for Jeremiah Masoli, won his first comeback game. A couple picks, but the one touchdown he got is when it counted, and that was the one thing lacking in his game. You look at Hamilton there, you look at Ottawa coming off of the bye week, they're coming on strong. What do you make of those two teams as far as where the Argos have to get to? Because really, you got to get to that second spot to because they'll likely be a crossover from the West. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's uh, you know, if if not a likelihood, 
certainly a very real possibility yeah. every year uh, in today's CFL. But yeah, when you look at the two teams that are in the, the top couple of spots right now, Ottawa and Hamilton, you know, to me, I think if honestly, if you looked on paper, as much as the Toronto Argonauts were the defending champions, um, the Argos had had a lot of changes, a lot of turnover and, and so on, that they weren't the same team starting this season as the one that finished last year. And so I think for a lot of people, if you, you looked on paper, there was a bit of a feeling that, yeah, you know, Ottawa and Hamilton should probably be the top two teams, at least coming out of the gate in the East Division. Um, Ottawa at times has experienced their ups and downs. Obviously, you talk about Jeremiah Masoli and that sort of learning how to win when you have the opportunities late in games. Um, you know, Jeremiah obviously being the guy that most eyes are on as the quarterback, but a, a team consideration there as well. But I think Ottawa with Trevor Harris has gone through much of the same thing. You've mm-hmm. got these quarterbacks who have put up terrific individual numbers, but it's not necessarily reflect, reflected in terms of their, their win-loss record. And so kind of, you know, finding their way, trying to find that, that consistency, find that, that killer instinct, that late-game poise, whatever you want to classify it as, um, you know, I, I think the umbrella statement would be learning how to win for for both of those two teams and and demonstrating that they can do it consistently. And as they look to turn the corner with that, both teams have had some big victories in in that regard over the course of the summer. That uh, you know, if they kind of demonstrate that that's more habit than you know than an occasional thing or a fluke or whatever you want to call it then uh, then those teams are going to be hard to climb past obviously down the stretch well Dwayne, it's going to be a lot of fun labor day matchups and as we know then the real push to the gray cup starts thank you so much man hey my pleasure all right Dwayne ford cfl on tsn analyst on twitter at Dwayne ford tsn and folks don't forget Next Tuesday, September 4th, it's the return of Overdrive with Hayes, Noodles, and the O-Dogs. The boys are back starting Tuesday, September 